Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in Titus chapter 3 verses 1 and 2. Living a Christ-centered life in a self-centered world. Remember our public obligation to unbelievers. The Bible says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, to speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Warning, you are being watched. Really, the first two verses of Titus 3 list seven responsibilities Christians must adhere to as they live face to face with unbelievers. In today's social media crazed world, we're being watched, recorded, examined, and scrutinized to see if we believe what we say we believe. As unbelievers examine our lives online or offline, will they find a Christ-centered or a self-centered life? The Bible says, put them in mind. Forgetting can be as humorous as it is horrible. We've all heard someone say, you'd forget your head if it wasn't fastened on. Well, we forget what we were going to say, what we were supposed to do, where we parked the car in people's names. When was the last time you forgot something really, really important? Or maybe you can't remember, okay? Forgetting is quite frustrating and even sad at times. So suffering with Alzheimer's experience the pain of forgetting. They can't help it. But there are some who have chosen to be afflicted with a type of, can we call it, spiritual amnesia, where retention is almost untraceable. We hear, but we don't hear. We read, but we don't remember what we read. A sad Old Testament account of forgetting comes from the end of a 40-year peaceful period of time during the life of Gideon. I'd love to meet Gideon someday. Uh, Gideon had the courage to destroy the altar of Baal, the character to ask God to reassure him that he was in his will, and the confidence that God would rout an entire army of thousands with his small battalion of 300 men. Israel's archenemy, the Midianites, were subdued, and Israel enjoyed peace for 40 years. Sadly, we read from Judges 8.33, quote, So it was, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel again played the harlot with the Baals and made Baal Baroth their God. Thus, the children of Israel, ready, did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hands of their enemies on every side. Nor did they show kindness to the house of Jeroboam, Gideon, in accordance with the good that he had done for Israel. Hey, we need to be constantly reminded, I'm talking about us right now today, what God has done for us in our salvation and how we can live a life that shouts, quote, thank you, thank you, thank you to our Lord. I'm not saying that we forget what God has done for us, but I can say that we don't thank God for our salvation as often as we should. When the Bible says be subject to principalities and powers, we are to submit to or willingly place ourselves under the authority of all government rulers and authorities. One of the best ways to say thank you to the Lord for saving us is simply remind ourselves of our responsibility to respect and submit to all authorities that God has placed in our lives. Humbly respecting and submitting to authorities gives uh, the authorities a wonderful picture of godly, grace-filled, Christ-centered living. God's grace impact on Peter is a great reminder of those of us who struggle with submitting to authorities and how God can humble our hearts to honor all men and please God as we do. A paraphrase of 1 Peter 2, 11 to 16, kind of helps us see God's goal and Peter's changed heart. Here it is, quote, Dear friends, 
I urge you as aliens or strangers and exiles in this world that we live to abstain from all sinful desires and passions of the flesh, which wage against your soul. Live such godly and honorable lives around unbelievers that they may focus on the good that you do and not accuse you of being an evildoer. For the Lord's sake, respect all human authority, whether a king or president or officials that he has appointed. For they are all sent to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. It is God's will that you uh, should be respectable, honorable, godly lives, should silence those who make foolish accusations against you. When the Bible says obey magistrates, true obedience is recognizing that we are not number one in this world and should be willing to submit to those who are numero uno in our lives. This simple principle should affect our relationship with employers, policemen, congressmen, the president, and even parents. Then it says be ready to every good work. Doing good beats doing nothing. Community service can open all kinds of doors for a verbal witness for Christ. People who do nothing and live by an it's-not-my-job philosophy of life are bound to be bored and boring people. We must be prepared to help in every way we can. A constant willingness to help is a great way to show respect to earthly authorities and to our Heavenly Father. Then the, word, then the phrase, speak evil of no man. We do not want to make enemies of those God has called us to witness to or even, even okay, if they are being selfishly wicked. We must be careful to attack the sin we hate and not the sinner. Rather than running to our friends and ranting and raving about the foolish decisions made by our government leaders, we should follow Paul's advice to Timothy, which tells us what to do, how to do it, and why we should. Simple obedience could be the key to open the hearts of authorities to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Paul said, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings. And for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. The Bible also reminds us in this long list to be no brawlers. Don't fight. Don't pick fights. Don't join fights. Keep your fists and your tongues to yourself. Be gentle. Warren Wiersbe calls gentleness a sweet reasonableness. It has the spirit of consideration and seeks to be fair in dealing with others. Remember, a true godly, humble servant of God does not cause strife or contention, but is gentle, patient, and meekly wants to teach what God says about the issues we argue about. When it says showing all meekness unto all men, a strong display of meekness, which is not weakness, but a confident strength, patiently under control often has such an impact on unbelievers that they stop believing satanic lies and start believing the truth of God's Word. What is our obligation to an unbelieving world? What do we need to do to be reminded in regards of our everyday lives? Be ready at all times to gently, humbly, and patiently do good, which includes no fighting verbally or physically. Lord, use us to attract others to you and your saving grace. Hey, our time's up for today, but I hope it was a good study for you. Lots to go over today, but today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.